Hey, Nemo from the future here. You're listening to this episode because I'm on holiday for two months and I set Stevie and Grace the task of recording an episode while I was away um, just so we could fill the gap a little bit so we weren't so sparse on content. The task I gave them last week, as you can imagine, was an April Fool's Day episode, hence why you got a Man in the Mask episode. Uh, today you're getting their first attempt at recording this episode, um, which they filmed a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's it's an episode, it's certainly an episode. I, I certainly hope you enjoy it, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Hugo's contemporaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So to begin with, we're gonna go with Dumas. Motherfucking Dumas. <laughs> um, which I have read his m- most famous works mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, which ones are those for anyone uh, like so, me who's not read any Dumas? <laughs> so Three Musketeers. I don't know if I've read the second one, but the third of the trilogy, uh, which is The Man and the Iron Mask in the English uh, translation. Uh, or title that they use, and The Count of Monte Cristo. And so I thought it was a good idea that we'll do <laughs> some Man in the Iron Mask. <laughs> so what seems the wisest, I think, is that as a child I watched the movie The, the Man in the Iron Mask. When you say the movie of The Man in the Iron Mask, you you, you are specifically referring to the one with Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> the ninety three. Was it? Was it ninety eight? Immediately forgotten. Ninety eight. Yes. And to make sure that this is wise, because it has been a couple of years since I watched or read either, I've checked a summary oh and a, re- a couple of reviews. And on the whole, it seems like it won't be too far off the plot of the book, and okay, that I'm okay. not going to be leading you astray. <laughs> well, that's 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 probably a good idea because I literally don't know anything i don't think i've watched one musketeers film i didn't know that this was a sequel of the musketeers until today so we were looking at the summary and i was like oh wait those are the names of the boys from musketeers our favorite review which t- taking into this viewing uh i'm not going to put him on blast but the uh i think you should put him on blast the website roger burt reviews yeah, or Roge Rebert. I quite yeah, like Roge, Roge Rebert, Rebert. <laughs> rather good. than Roger. But he asks us midway, does anyone think Jeremy Irons is large enough to smuggle Leonardo DiCaprio past suspicious guards under his cloak? <laughs> so the, the main question that we will be endeavouring to answer today is, is Jeremy Irons large enough specifically to smuggle Leo DiCaprio out under his cloak. So, we'll see. Here we go. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, are we, are we establishing? So, so, we have just finished. We've just, we're just reading. Okay, 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 okay. Let's so, go. Let's go. Um, we've, so, we did the thing. <laughs> and then I was like, just to be sure, I'm just going to get up a. <laughs> 
the a plot summary of the book. Just... No, wait, wait, wait. I want to set the scene a little bit. If you haven't seen The Man in the Iron Mask. Um, so... There's, you know, there's all this stuff. The 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 king is is a twin and he's a bad guy. So in the end, they swap out the twins, and it's like in the end, the 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 good boy twin becomes Pierre. Pierre's gonna replace Louis. Philippe is gonna oh, replace yeah, Philippe. <laughs> Philippe is gonna replace Louis. <laughs> the some fuck. The there's a Louis, and he's a bastard. He's a bad guy. He's a yeah. bad guy. Um, and he is actually a bastard as well. <laughs> and it turns out he yeah, was shit, also... Yeah, spoiler alert, fuck. A spoiler alert for this uh, romantic historical fiction. Um, yeah. But, yeah, in the end, we lose one musketeer, mm-hmm. D'Artagnan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we end up with the bad Louis. Yeah. He's, he's replaced. He goes back in the mask, back to the jail. And the nice boy who had been put into jail, the nice twin, yeah. he's now the king. Yeah. And he's going to do a real good job of it. He's going to do a real good job. And he's also going to replace Athos's son as a father figure. And they get yes. to be happy yes. forever now. That's what they get. And there was a lot of hope and good feelings coming out of that. Yeah, so that, that's sort of the vibe that we end with. <laughs> Maybe things are going to be okay in France, please. Because there is a backdrop of unrest and the yeah. citizens are starving. The citizens are starving. Uh, yeah. There's some pre-revolt feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and mid-revolt. And mid-revolt feeling. Yeah. And the peasants it's, are revolting, as as people people always... As the masquerades are going yeah. on. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it seems like we've got... A good boy is now going to be Louis, <laughs> and maybe it's going to be okay for France. Until I looked up another summary of the book, and it turns out that I was wrong. <laughs> and it's nothing like the book. <laughs> And all the musketeers die, <laughs> and the bad Louis stays in charge, which I guess explains maybe why all the future revolutions happened because they didn't keep Pierre. Didn't keep Philippe. <laughs> Philippe wasn't king. Hmm. I'm glad that we spent. It was a two-hour two movie, two-hour twenty-minute movie. Yeah. Oh, but hmm. we can answer. Do we think he's large enough? He was definitely large enough. To smuggle DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah, I would say he was definitely was. I don't say, say that he was necessarily carrying Leo DiCaprio in the right place for it to look legitimate. Because it was very high <laughs> up. But he had a very he had a very strong Hagrid look, you know? Yeah, there was a big cape, um, some some boys were smuggled. Mm. Um why was this relevant at all? Uh it wasn't. It just um, wasn't. No, there was literally it's written by Dumas, who is a writer at the same time as Hugo, mm-hmm. a person of color actually, but yeah. uh yeah. at least in the movie everyone was white. Uh, yeah. but maybe this was the wrong French set written literary text from Earth me to take us on. Okay. But it's okay because okay. I have another option for us. Okay. Because right shall here, I put, shall I put my passport and my and my 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 euros back into <laughs> my back on the euros? <laughs> because I have right here with me my copy of the Scarlet Pimpernel, oh which you may remember me bringing up when we talked about the uh, the French the, the terrorists. 
Not the travels. <laughs> Not the travels, the terrors. <laughs> and luckily for us, this uh, this book is set during the terrors. <laughs> so maybe this time... <laughs> this time it's going to go better. <laughs> but instead of diving straight into t- the text, I think we were onto something with me making us watch versions of the movies. So... <laughs> I think what we're going to do is we're going to watch The Scarlet Pimpernel just to set you up with some right. of the beats mm-hmm. of what yeah. happens. Okay, uh-huh, because that went really, really well. Because it went really good the time. first time. It seemed really consistent with what was happening in the text, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, cool. So here we go. Oh, that was a good hiccup. Yeah, so The Scarlet the Scarlet Pimpernel the Scarlet. by Sir Percival Blakely. <laughs> Actually, by a Baroness. But really, it was by Sir Percival Bakley. <laughs> so, The Scarlet Pimpernel is a book written in uh, 1905, but, um, well, published in 1905. Published in 1905, you say? My copy mm. is from 1906. <laughs> Shit. So, it's not a, I don't think it's a first edition, but oh. I think it was, it's close. It's a lovely copy. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so this is a text. Set during the French terrors, mm. uh, written by an aristocratic woman uh, who who mm. uh, from. You should have really looked all this shit up. Oh, Baroness, I'm sorry. Mm. It's interesting though to have like because, especially with obviously I've still not read the text, but with the film you get that very interesting contrast to Les Mis in the way that it is from an aristocratic. Um, point of view so it's it's so like and the people were murdering all the rich people and it was awful like it was it's it's a very different very different vibe yeah because on the one hand you're like so it's the original masked vigilante text mm, mm, and it's written by a woman yeah so this is our like Mm -hmm. prelude to like zorro and batman and all that shit Mm -hmm. Um, so I suppose you could say that women invented superheroes. Yes, one hundred percent. In the same way as women invented sci-fi. sci-fi. Yes, that's not what we're arguing. That's just a fact. But that is fact. <laughs> that's yeah, just that a fact that doesn't need to be argued. Yeah. Um, oh, in case in, uh, what by the the thing that we're making, the um, Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein, which was the the forebearer to all sci-fi novels. Yes. So. But on the other, the other hand, we so it's written by a woman, so you're like, woo! And it's, but also, it's, it's, she's Ooh. not very cool, like happy with what was going on to mm. the French aristocrats during the terrors. Which, what, um, uh, Baroness? The Baroness, the Baroness was not okay. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, yeah, because if you to sort of summarize, the terrors was like quite a big upheaval in France. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. When... A lot of... Yeah. I mean, so... Oh, God, I'm really not good enough on the history for this. Yeah, and I'm the one who fucking led that episode. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right. So, one of the kings was killed. A Louis. Reign of Terror. 1793 to 94. Oh, this is when there was the Committee of Public Safety. It's it's that sort of time. So, we're like... The people have had enough mm. of the monarchy and the aristocrats yeah, yeah, basically yeah, yeah. letting them starve and yeah. they have no and also rights. Leaving living in the most sort of obscene excess level like of we wealth. can't even Yeah, believe. that you literally just can't even Yeah. So we have uh, it's like 
Ross Pierre and like those kind mm-hmm. of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Committee of pu- of Public Health. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> most dystopian sounding thing that you've yeah. ever heard. So they overturn the aristocracy for mm-hmm. a while, mm-hmm. um, and this also came up on the episode about women that mm-hmm. women were like so on board with that. Of course, like yes. this is our chance to get yeah, rights. Yeah, yeah. So they were very active during the reign of terror. And you're talking about working class women. Yeah, working class women, mm. sorry. Because um, as we have established, <laughs> the Baroness <laughs> not so happy. So we, And we get that in the movie, even. Mm. Um, it sort of opens with scenes. I, I'm talking about the Anthony Andrews <laughs> version of the Scarlet Pimpernel. Do not talk to me about any other version. There is no other <laughs> there version. There is no other version. Uh, I don't care that it's not... As you may not know, because you've not read the text, but I have, it isn't beat for beat exactly what happens. In fact, a lot of the ending's different. Oh, However, I stand by it, and this is my line in the sand, yeah. this is the hill I'll die on. I'll, I'll follow you onto this hill. The, the feeling and the vibe is the same. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we open with scenes of guillotine, and this, yeah. the peasants rallying around, getting to watch... Uh, aristocrats being beheaded in front of them and you see like women especially like older women in the mm. crowd sort mm. of just, the shit. yeah they're here for it yeah because i suppose what it's it's all the it's all the women who have sat and probably watched their families starve whilst yeah. try, desperately trying to work and earn enough to support them and that and but then with the way that the film is framed Lots of the um, aristocrats that we see are, of course, the yeah. the, the very young families being <laughs> being murdered. Yeah. And yeah, so the vague plot of the movie <laughs> and kind of the book as well is we've got this elusive um, English Englishman mm. and his band of merry men who uh, find ways to smuggle out. Uh, aristocratic families, especially like the women and children, uh, through various disguises and tricking of the French guards, um, <laughs> making fools of the uh, yeah as they go along. Yeah, there is the new of, uh, uh, the new order. A lot of tomfoolery, um, which yeah, that's the same in the book as well. And um, with the Scarlet Pimpernel himself is actually a member of the. Of the aristocracy. English aristocracy? Yes, yes. Yeah. so he's an Englishman. Yeah, and the, just the most excellent sort of <laughs> part of it is just the fact that he is, the the way that he hides himself from, like, to... to, to like Throw dis- people off the set. Yeah, to dismiss himself as from being anyone <laughs> of matter is that he is uh, he behaves as a dandy, um, which how would you define dandy? Which is a, a very specific um, role of the time, isn't it? In just summarising Percy, that kind of like hits all those yeah, feet. Yeah, so, we're talking as many silks and lace yeah, as he can wear, yeah. pastels, sort of coming up with tiny lines of poetry, sort of thought yeah. of as very inane, very like air quotes, air headed. Yeah. Not not bothered by politically anything that's happening. They're sort of to entertain the English king of the time. Yeah. Concerned very much more with like fashion than with anything of air quotes again substance yeah. and that sort of thing. So he behaves like he's this like this fool who is just flouncing around <laughs> and flounce he does <laughs> and flounce he fucking does. <laughs> it is actually the proto. Batman Bruce Wayne where Bruce yeah. Wayne's like if I act like a playboy yeah. who's gonna fucking think that yeah. like I I go out there and fight crime yeah. yeah and then and then Scarlet Pimpernel goes out there and fights crime that's what he does he does 
and and it's Ian McKellen <laughs> and Ian McKellen <laughs> playing Chauvelin. The um, he has like a high role in the. Uh, is it the? Is he in the committee? Pub- in the com- in one of the committees because there's various. He sits committees. on committees. He's one of them. Yeah, he's in one of them. Yeah, but honestly, I would just I would just very much recommend that you watch the film because it's just <laughs> fucking yeah. brilliant. Very very different. If not totally opposite vibes to Les Mis. So you sort of, it is <laughs> yeah, quite, or maybe interesting uh, mm. to mm. get. On the one hand, we have Victor Hugo trying to tell a very um, sympathetic, yeah. if yeah. very like, ugh. Well, um, it's talking about the um, the poor people in, in the city. Like it's talking mm. about the peasants, the people who are, who are suffering. Like, so it's just a the tonally the complete yeah. opposite view yeah. of everything that it, that Victor Hugo was was trying to make yeah. a point of in the in versus the yeah written by and well Victor Hugo wasn't yeah. working class no. himself but yeah versus written by an aristocratic woman yeah. um, mm. very very damning of you, you meet um, various uh, more so in the book as well you mm. meet various. Uh, French citizens. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who like uh, horribly yeah. abuse the 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 young prince and that sort yeah. of thing, and they're all very coarse and very, very ugly coarse, and, filthy. and and awful. Yeah, it's, it's a mm. book and movie that I like greatly enjoy, but is not like there's no good morals to it at all. It's just a good time. He's not trying to do the same thing that Victor Hugo's no, trying to do. Yeah. But it was a very terrifying time, the terrors. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah. It, I think it comes across more in the book, the sort of, that feeling. Um, there was a lot of distrust during the terrors. Like, anyone could call anyone else mm. out for, like, oh, I think you've got sympathies for the monarchy. Ah, mm. drag him away. But mm. In the book, more so, that does come across. Of yeah. it, no one is trusting anyone in France. Mm. A good contrast. A good contrast. A good fun. It's a romp. It's I would describe it as certainly a romp. Again, one of the reviews that we read of the men in the in the Iron Mask called it a musketeers romp. And even though the musketeers aren't in this, I would say that the vibe is very strongly a musketeers. The romp. feeling of yes, yeah. We we the most iconic scene that we will ever be able to end with is is the um the scarlet pimpernel mr percival blakely sir percival blakely sir percival blakely throughout the film it's constantly calls out um ian mckellen on his on his limp cravat and poor fashion choices and then in the final battle just a slow undressing very strict french boy it's it's just it's all good bad content you know yeah i like because i'm not sure that scene actually takes place in the book <gasps> no i was considering reading it <laughs> and now uh the escape well it's yeah, I will continue to argue it. It's interesting in contrast to uh, yeah. to, to like this. Itself. Yeah. written like not a hundred years later, but um, when was Lemus written? Somewhere I have a timeline. I want to say. Is it in my actual notebook, which I, I should be referring to? Say 1845. Lemus, 1862. 1862. It was published. Oh, published. But the principal events take place 1832. Yeah. So she's writing this like 40 years after Hugo wrote Lemus. Oh, interesting. So not ah, huge amount. After, huh? After this was written, after Lemus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm, that's this, interesting. So Les Mis was published 1862. The Scarlet yeah. Pimpernel published in 1905. Uh, the Man in the Lion Mask. <laughs> <laughs> when was it? We just can't know. First published 1847, so well, before even uh, Les Mis. Hmm. Published not that much later than when Les Mis is set. Principally set. True. True. Yeah. I don't know what that means. But Maybe that'll mean something to someone. Yeah, but that's how that's it, what is. it is. Yeah. So, what <laughs> are you going to take me next? <laughs> so I think maybe because the Scarlet is maybe there's like actually a chapter that would be. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but there must be Paris, September 1792. The f- opening words of the Scarlet Pimpernel. Mm. Do you want to be reading it, or do you want me to read it to you? I can tell me a story. A surging, seething, murmuring crowd of beings that are human only in name. For to the eye in the they seem naught but savage creatures, animated by vile passions and by the lust of vengeance and of hate. There could not be a greater contrast to Lemmers. Wow. The tonal shift here. If that's like versus the way the student uprising in Lemmers... Yeah. This very like, at least in the from the movie, they're very like we stand for this and yeah. valor, and we're like doing something. Yeah, I good say, that we. Well, you you would know better. I don't. I again, I haven't got. Obviously, have not got. Obviously, not got that <laughs> far in the te- in the text yet. But if anything, I would probably compare it to like you know the way the. Um, Ooh, wait, sorry. I'm just going to finish this paragraph. Yeah, 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 yeah. The hour, some little time before sunset, and the place, the West Barricade, at the very spot where, a decade later, a proud tyrant raised an undying monument to the nation's glory and his own vanity. So, just to get that bit of barricade imagery in there. So, yeah, sorry, go on. Which was the monument, which which is the monument, is that? Yeah, assuming that we know. Nation's glory and his own vanity. It's not Napoleon, is it? Who was at the time here? Decade later, after 1792. So what was built in 1802? Is Napoleon. <laughs> it Napoleon. was. Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, sorry, I just wanted to get that barricade in yeah. there. Um, so you were going to compare Absolutely. it to... Um, the way that Jean Valjean is described in prison, in the uh. way that, um, or lots of the way that poorer people in Les Mis end up being being described in the way that the things that people do which are which are sort of which are wrong like the decisions that um that that Jean Valjean makes the the person that he becomes in prison is described as being directly at the fault of the society that he's part mm. of that um he is made he is made into into someone who doesn't care who you know who hates god and that sort of thing because of what society has done to him i think i remember there's a there's a really interesting quote i think i think it's ursula Le Guin. i think I've, i think i've got it written down somewhere but it was something like um to make a thief make an owner to create crime create laws which is maybe a bit maybe a little bit more strongly communist than <laughs> i than the tone of that but yeah, it's just what I find interesting in Les Mis is that the um, position that people are put in is what makes them do bad things, as mm. it were. Whereas that is not how these people <laughs> are described in this in this initial yeah initial initial intro that we've had. Also, well, we've where we're up to in reading in Les Mis, we've just met um, Madame Genadier, mm. and there was a lot of um, bestial yeah uh, yeah. 
Yeah, she's described it. She's described it's not even as just imagery. He just he, yeah, he just straight up says. Yeah, um, yeah. The like the way that she looks, um, like the look in her eye is like an animal. Um, the way that she looks is like a, a like a boxer. Mm-hmm. As in a, a human boxer rather than a, a, a dog, but yeah, he describes her as being animal, animalistic, as as being bestial mm-hmm. a few a few times. But I don't know how much that is because of her being sort of evil, sort of evil again in air quotes, um, immoral sort of person, and how much is because of her being being uh, like a, a peasant, as it were. I'm pretty. I think that's more in the in the. I remember what you guys were talking about being um, that you know people who were immoral are, yeah. just, uh, are described as as convenient, conveniently, <laughs> conveniently attractive, <laughs> attractive. <laughs> like 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 actors, you know, conveniently yeah. attractive, yeah, conventionally attractive. Mm, yeah, that's true. They've definitely got some strong, uh, not a lot of sympathy for the masses in our the Scarlet mm-hmm. Pimpernel. Mm-hmm. So maybe. But we'll we'll have better luck if I take us back to Dumas. Because I also have right here oh my hulking Oh, God, here he comes. Oh, Lord, here he comes. The Count of Monte Cristo. This is all you've really wanted. This, <laughs> this is all I've been leading it? up to is... You've taken me on a merry journey, but really all you've wanted... An awful chase. <laughs> when all along, when were you first published my child oh everyone else just you know said right there on their first page so we've got the count of monte cristo which was first published well 1844 to 1845 because this one was a, a periodical for setting okay. mm-hmm. then we've got the man in the iron mask published 1847 then we've got les mis published 1862 1862 then the scarlet pimpernel 1905, this is the journey I've brought you on, <laughs> in no particular order <laughs> as well, if anything, in a, yeah, no, not even a backwards order, just in an order. Just in an order, um, yeah. The, the Count of Monte Cristo deserves a lot more time given to it than we're about to, um, because I would I would maybe put it in, like, next to Les Mis. A comparable category. Yeah, a comparable mm. category to Les Mis. In that they're both fucking huge, and the way these two boys wrote, um, and I wasn't terribly surprised to find out that Dumas and uh, Victor Hugo had a bit of a friendship and some similar beats in their uh, personal <laughs> interrelationships. Um, Okay. I don't know if that was the right... Oh, because they both had loads and loads of mistresses? Yeah, and money problems and didn't really know how to do it, like, get shit done efficiently. I can't remember the page count on Les Mis, but... Depends on the... uh, Depends on the copy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess actually... Is that in the thousands? Yeah, 1,243 in my copy of The Count de Monte Cristo. Uh, He's weighty, the pages are thin. Uh, And we go on a... uh, I would argue, and you can't argue against me. Nemo's not here, but Nemo also hasn't read it, so can't argue <laughs> against me. So someone out there who's read both can come and argue against me, but yeah. almost goes off on more tangents than Victor Hugo, which may be hard to believe. I don't believe that. I don't believe you. You're going to have to prove it to me. I don't, that I, I literally cannot. That's absurd. It is absurd, is what it is. <laughs> the, the thing with the Count of Monte Cristo, and I will still make us watch a film version. Is the thing 
Because while that maybe was the wrong thing to do with these other texts, which are quite short and actually would have been readable, The Count of Monte Cristo is so rambling that you you almost need the movie in your head to know what the beats are that you're okay. looking out for, that you're mm-hmm. like, okay, there's a boy. Yeah. Okay, he's been wrongfully imprisoned and had his entire life destroyed. Okay. He's gonna meet someone in prison, break out of prison, find a treasure, become very wealthy, use that to get revenge on huh. the people who wronged him. Okay, so maybe you maybe you could compare in a slightly tenuous way to someone who committed a crime that they were imprisoned for and then were not necessarily justicely what's the real word there judiciously no not rightfully rightfully what are you, what is the rest of the sentence no the um that it was unjustified it was not necessarily justified how long and badly, um, Jean Valjean had to suffer nineteen yeah. years. I know it was for for the escapes and that sort of thing, but nineteen years for a loaf of bread, yeah, and a broken window, is categorically fucking insane. Yeah. So someone who was imprisoned for a crime that they did commit, but not in a way that's necessarily justified. That's yes. the word I was looking for. I think <laughs> comes out of prison, doesn't try to get revenge, get revenge but instead tries to be a much uh, like a better person than the person who he became and through that earns a lot of money becomes mayor and then tries to make life better for everyone else versus versus whatever trash well, fire is going to happen here i will say that it, his sentence was way longer and harsher mm. than seems justified mm. for uh, based on these various texts mm. that uh French prison was pretty fucking intense. Pretty fucking awful, yeah. We've got, he's in there for 19 years for Mm -hmm. a loaf of bread. We've Mm -hmm. got a boy And a window. And a window. Can't forget that window. So maybe, no. Um, (laughs) I broke a window pane. No. (laughs) I'm not familiar enough with the songs yet. Um, He was just, I think he, the Count of Monte Cristo... Well, which is the persona he takes on. Mm. Um, He was just going to be left in... It was an island prison in a small cell. He was just going to be left there, I think, forever. There was a lot of... uh, We'll get into it when we watch the movie. Oh, my Um, God. Napoleon, political intrigue, people being on the wrong side of what happens to be going on in France at the time, (laughs) forging letters of like, oh, he's got sympathies for this, that, and the other, so throw him in forever. Um... Man in the iron mask, we've got a boy. My boy. <laughs> Put in an iron mask forever as well. I can't believe it. I literally can't believe that he doesn't get... He just goes back to prison. That's what we forgot to say about the man in the iron mask. We prefer the part of the movie. <laughs> I choose to reject the canon. <laughs> um, I will take Leonardo DiCaprio instead I'm not sure that we'll be saying the same thing about the uh, Keanu Reeves version of the Count oh of Monte God. Cristo that I'm probably oh going to force us to watch um, but that's just Neo I can't accept Keanu Reeves <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's just Neo, it's just Neo. Um, yeah we found some common ground there and yeah so that's where I was going with that because the, mm. ma- the main plot mm. it, when I summarize it like that, yeah. you're like, okay, so there's there's the plot. Well, why, why is he in? Why why is he? What what crime is he imprisoned for? He gets basically it's three men mm. who, for various reasons, mm. have beef with this boy. Okay. For one of them, it's that. Let me forget the name of the actual okay. boy. A young man, slim, blah blah. <gasps> who is it? It's 
Dante's? Oh, Dante's. Okay, yeah, I think it yeah. says that oh, on yeah, the back cool. of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it said that on Edmund the back. Edmund Dante. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you know that blurbs are there? <laughs> I didn't even consider once reading any of the blurbs of any of these books. <laughs> <laughs> to refresh my mind. So Dante's mm-hmm. in love with this woman. Okay. And they want to get I'll married. I'll accept it, even if yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. And she is a person of colour, actually. Okay. Um, just to yeah. add flavour. Her cousin mm-hmm. is in love with her. So he okay. wants to marry her. So his beef with Dante is, you want to marry the woman I want to oh, marry. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Then... Dante is real good sailor boy, okay. and he's maybe gonna like go up in the sailor world. Mm. And there's someone else on his ship who's like, "Fuck that! That's not fair." So his beef is, "I want what he's gonna get." So, mm. fuck. What's the third thing? For a third reason that we're gonna watch the movie, and then oh we'll God. be able to do a better summary. <laughs> Basically, these guys who have various beef. Yeah. Form a plot to get this boy thrown in prison forever so they can variously take his life. And then he's going to bust out of prison, track them down, ruin their... If it's his business they took, he's going to take their business. Oh, you took my wife? Uh, Well, the woman I was going to marry. I'm going to humiliate you uh, socially because you've managed to trick your way into like climbing the social ladder and going to fuck you all up. Oh, my God. So it's it's. Have you seen the film Double Jeopardy? No. It's it, it's a lot like Double Jeopardy, where um where the 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 lady is imprisoned for murdering her husband, but she didn't murder her husband. She was framed so her husband could steal all the money and escape and marry someone else. Then she trains furiously during prison breaks out of prison and kills her husband because she can't be arrested for killing her husband <laughs> twice. And that's what Double Jeopardy is. Oh my god. That's what this should be a podcast about, clearly. <laughs> Literally. I wish I wish it was a like it could be an a truly excellent film, but it's only a a mediocre a, a like mediocre to slightly above yeah. average film. Well, the plot sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't they don't do the lady at quite as good as they could have done. Mm. They'll probably not do the lady of the Count de Monte Cristo they as do. good as she should have had done. They don't do any ladies. <laughs> no lady ever. Well, because um, yeah, ever. she sort of gets tangled up in all of this revenge mm. because I yeah. thought you loved me. Yeah. Oh no, this boy is. My son! <laughs> really? I'm just going to be throwing out things that are spoilers to some people, but are Shit. also make a, a vague enough that there's also a lot of another theme of some of these texts, but not like this, uh, is the, uh, he was my son all along. <laughs> yes, yeah. French melodrama, question mark, yeah. question mark, exclamation uh, is the, is mark. Is there a he was my son all along at in... Not in Scarlet Pimpernel. No, but he was my husband all along. He was my husband all <laughs> along. Yes. Okay. We, oh, come on. There's got to be something in my list that say he was the convict that I've chased across the He was my husband all along. <laughs> so we can't resist. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. 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 It was him. It was him. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. So this was relevant. And we'll watch Basically, the movie and yeah. we'll come back. And then, okay. And fine. then we'll read some. Oh, yeah, fuck. So that's where I was going with that. The fucking. Oh, I can't stay on track. No. 
a Much bit like, like <laughs> Alexander Dumas. Can't fucking stay on track. Watching a movie or I guess a plot summary of the mm. book probably is better for you. Um, but we're not going to do that. You're going to watch a movie. Or listen to us chuckle fuck. <laughs> it's about a guy and he's been sent to jail. Okay, okay, he's breaking out of jail. Okay, he's going to find that treasure. Okay, who the fuck is this random boy? Okay, he's going on a holiday for a masquerade and I think it's in Rome. Okay, I guess I will follow this guy. It's like, like, okay, he's okay, just made some okay. friends. Okay, oh, he's met this woman he likes. Okay, wait, now I'm learning about this criminal guy. Okay, this is interesting. Okay, but wait, now I'm learning about a peasant sheep herder. And when he was five and he was in love with this girl and one day they'll try and be married, but maybe that won't work out. Okay, wait, we're back with the student again. Okay, wait, no, there's more intrigue and there's another criminal. Is he the same criminal as the one we learned the backstory about earlier? I don't think he is. It's just unrelated, but maybe it is related. (laughs) Wait, we're meant to be following the plot of a guy who's trying to get his revenge the whole time. Except over, like, four to five hundred pages that you're just like, wait. So it is a constant, like, when I was first reading this, going back 200 pages and being like, wait, who who even, who is this? I'm being taught so much about French politics over the last 200 years. Because there's also, yeah, not even just the side quests that you're hoping at all times are going to come together and maybe he was his son the whole time and this is all irrelevant maybe it was probably his son and the whole time if we've learned anything treasures. wait what but then you're also being taught a lot about what napoleon was up to and the changings of the land so dumas and hugo are just like i have learned a lot of things there's no way I'm not going to tell you that. With you. I need you to know how clever I am. So the movie will get us to the heart of the plot. Oh and then by then, <laughs> I'll find some relevant part of the book. <laughs> she promises. <laughs> Wish us luck, I guess. <laughs> They never find the heart of the plot. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Sorry, Nina. <laughs> for, for many things, but also for this pause. For this pause that you got to cut.